school. Is anyone pumped about the end of school? Is that like an exciting thing for anyone? Yeah, here's why, here's why I think, or at least this is why I love summer. The reason summer's so good is because summer is freedom right? Summer is like, I can do whatever I want, whenever I want, wherever I want, with whoever I, you know, it's like, it's freedom. It's like, there's no more, there's no more tests to study for, right? Like, it's already feeling better. There's no more final exams. There's no more schoolwork I got to do. No more any of this stuff, unless, of course, you have summer school. But if that's not you, then it's like, there's freedom, right? Like, oh my gosh, I'm finally free of all this stuff. And so chances are, chances are, with your newfound freedom, some of you probably already have plans for what you want to do. So here's what I want you to do. For the next 30 seconds, turn to the person next to you. Tell them your name and what you're planning on doing this summer. Go ahead and do that right now. What are your plans for this summer? All right, all right, we'll bring it back, we'll bring it back. There's some of you, uh, I can, I can kind of overhear you. Some of you are like, uh, how about this? How about I'm going to go to the beach and I'm never coming back? You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm going to the beach, I'm going to get so tan, y'all won't even recognize me anymore, you know? It's like, I can't wait. How many of you are like, I'm going to the beach, I can't wait? Is that part of anyone's summer? Yeah, that's right, going to the beach. Some of you, uh, maybe some of you are a little bit more, uh, maybe you're more adventurous, more kind of outdoorsy. And maybe for you, you've already set aside your Eno and your Chacos and you're like, dude, if it can be Enoed, it will be Enoed this summer. Like just you wait, you know, I'm going to find any trees I can or just two random poles and I'm going to Eno like it's my job. I'm going to figure out how to stack like five of them, you know, on top of one another. Like that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to build campfires all day long. You're like, I'm going to go camping. I got my Columbia gear. Like it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Maybe for some of you, maybe for some of you, uh, your I don't know, maybe for some of you girls, your attention is turned a little bit more towards maybe a guy. Maybe there's a guy or, or two, or I don't know, or maybe just one guy, right? Uh, maybe, maybe there's some of you guys that your attention is, is maybe on a girl, and you're like, Steve, I'll tell you what I'm doing this summer, man. This summer, I'm going to be making, I'm going to be hanging out, uh, hanging out. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to be hanging out. I know. I know you, okay, right? It's like, it's like I'm going to be hanging out with my, with my girl. I'm going to be hanging out with my guy. It's like no matter what, no matter what, you've got plans. Even if you've like never been to church before, even if this is your first time ever to age 12, chances are, chances are you've got plans for what you want to do this summer. Now, here's, here's kind of the only issue that I've got with summer. And maybe you feel me on this. Maybe, maybe this is just me. I think a lot of you can relate to this. The problem that I have with summer that some of you probably have with summer is this. Summer goes too fast. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, it's like one minute, you know, you wake up and then all of a sudden like summer is gone. It's like, no, 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 like it was just May. How can it already be August? You know, it's like, where did June and July? It's like every year, no matter what you do, no matter what you plan to do, it's like summer for whatever reason, it always goes, it always goes too fast. And so not to, not to depress you, but uh, just to give you kind of a realistic picture, uh, the hours and the days are actually counting down, right? Like tomorrow, the countdown begins. Here's what you got. Here's the summertime that you have left. You have 80 days left of summer starting tomorrow. Starting tomorrow, you only have, I know, you're like, what? Yeah, that's right. You only have 80 days left. Let me get a little bit more specific. Uh, you only have 1,900 hours, okay? That's it. And I'm telling you, some of you are like, look, I don't have a girl, but I tell you what I do have. I have 
Netflix, okay? And those hours can get eaten up pretty dang quick when you're watching some, okay? So you only have 1,900 hours. Let me get a little bit more specific. Uh, we only have 115,000 minutes. Every minute that goes by, those are counting down. And then obviously, in case you don't already have anxiety, I'm going to help you out. Here's the last one. We have 7 million seconds, 7 million seconds. And so some of you right now, I can already tell, you're like, well, I'm going to tell you what I'm doing for like 5 million seconds of this summer. I'm going to be sleeping and it's going to be so good. It's like I lost so much sleep this past school. It's like I'm going to catch up, you know. So no matter what, you've got plans for what you want to do this summer. In fact, uh, back when I was a high schooler, uh, I remember having some plans for what I wanted to do over the summer as well. Um, some of you know this about me, some of you don't, so this is gonna be kind of like an aha moment um, for you. But when I was in high school, and again, this is gonna come as a huge shock to many of you. When I was in high school, I was a uh, awesome, I <laughs> was not good at basketball. Uh, yeah, no, uh, I was, I was uh, a nerd, okay? I was, I know, I know, you're like, get, how? How is that possible? I know. I was a nerd, uh, and, and so, uh, actually, just for fun, are there any, like, nerds in the room? Can we, like, own? That's what I'm talking Like, own it, y'all. Like, own being a, here's why you should own being a nerd. All of you not with your uh, hands raised, here's why. It's because nerds always win, and they always get the hot girl, okay? And so my life is, is like that to a T, okay? So uh, I'm telling you, nerds, just, they're incredible. So I was a nerd when I was, uh, when I was in high school, and part of what it meant to be a nerd, at least for me, was that I really, really, really got into like some video games, okay? And, um, and again, for whatever reason, it was like this one summer, I found out about this video game, and I was like committed to playing it. I was like, not only, uh, not only am I going to play this game, I'm going to beat this game. Like, I have a lot of days, I have a lot of hours, I have a lot of minutes, I'm going to use this summer to actually beat this game. So, it was one of these games where, like, the more you played it, the harder it got. You know what I'm saying? And, like, you had, to, you had to, like, level up and stuff. And it was also one of these games where you had to, like, save your progress. You know what I'm saying? And, and like, sometimes you'd be playing the game and then you would die. And so you wouldn't save that progress. But if you played the game and you did well, then you'd save it and then you'd kind of move on. Well, this specific game had this neat little feature where when you played the game and when you saved the game, it would track how many minutes you played since the last time you saved the game, okay? So if you played the game and you died, then it didn't count that. But if you played the game and then you saved it, then it would track kind of the number of minutes. Well, anyways, I'm playing this game and I'm doing pretty good. And then finally, finally, I get to the end of the video game and I beat the game. Yeah, okay, you're not nearly as excited as I Okay, so I'm gonna try that. No, 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 we're gonna try that one more time. Okay, I got to the end of this game and I beat the game, y'all. Yeah, yeah, huh. Get off it, right? And so, like, I beat the game, and, like, immediately I was like, oh, my gosh, I beat it. Oh, this is, I beat the game. Is that it? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, wait, like, shouldn't, like, someone, like, come through the door now and, like, high-five me? Or, like, you know, like, shouldn't there be, like, some part, like, like, I beat it, but, like, well, now what? And so, like, I remember, I remember, I, I uh, you know, I sat there, I had the controller in my hand, and I'm, and I'm looking at the TV, and I'm watching the credits roll, and immediately I get this, like, sinking feeling, you know? And some of you have experienced this. It's the sinking feeling of, like, regret. You're like, what did I just do? Like, what, I, like, like, was it really worth it, you know? And so I'm asking all these questions. But then I got too curious, and I had to know, how much time have I actually spent playing this game? 
And uh, again, this is a pretty detailed game, and, and I'd spent some considerable time on it, and it saved your progress and all that stuff. And so I started kind of guessing in my mind, because I didn't really pay attention. I was like, I bet, I bet that I probably played, and again, you know, when you add it all up together, I probably clocked in about like 15 hours on this game, which is like, dude, that's a lot of time. You know what I'm saying? It's like, get a life, right? Okay. So uh, anyways, I was like, I probably clocked in about 15, maybe 20, maybe 20 hours. And then I looked. I clocked in 82 <laughs> hours on this stupid game, you know? And like, and like, I remember looking at the TV and seeing that number and just feeling defeated. It was like, are you 82 hours? That's like 82 hours I can never get back. You know what I'm saying? That, 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 that is 82 hours completely wasted. That is 82 hours that I'm watching like the credits roll and I'm not ever gonna get that time back. That is 82 hours I'm no better for. I'm no better looking because of it. I don't have more friends now. In fact, I probably have less friends now, you know, because like I'm playing this game. It's like I'm not like more socially whatever. It's like this is 82 hours wasted. And it kind of like it kind of brought to mind this truth about time because whenever you get to a moment like this where you have that kind of sinking feeling of regret, you realize something about time. Time is a use it or lose it sort of deal. That's just what it time is a use it or lose it sort of deal. Which means if you're like going through life and you just decide to just waste some time, you're going to lose it. You can't go back in time and reclaim it, right? It's like no matter what you do or what your plans are, you either use it or you lose it and there's really no other option and that's really all there is to it. And I'm looking at this, at this video game and I'm like 82 hours and I, and I lost it. And I think, I think, because this is true, because it's true that you either use it or you lose it, I think there's an incredible danger that you and I face this summer. Because when it comes to time, we have a lot of it. We have a lot of time, right? You have 80 days, you have all these hours, you have all these minutes and if you're not careful, the more you have, the more you waste. And this is the way it goes for like anything in life. The more you have, the more you waste. So let me, let me break it down to you, okay? Uh, how, many of you, how many of you are all about some Waffle House? Any like Waffle House? Yeah, okay. So I need, you to, I need you to dream with me, okay? Imagine you sit down and you're at Waffle House and you get your normal order, which I don't know yours, but I'm gonna tell you mine, okay? Mine's a triple order of hash browns, scattered, smothered, covered, chunked, and topped with a side of cheese eggs. Sometimes I get burnt chili, you know, burnt chili because that's fun. And then also a side of raisin toast. Come on, are you hungry? I'm hungry, okay? Like, it, it's, it's so good. Now, imagine you sit down, you uh, order your normal meal. So I go up to the, you know, waitress, and I'm like, hey, um, I'd like a triple order of hash browns, scattered, smothered, covered, chunked, and topped with a side of cheese eggs and also a side of raisin toast. And then imagine she does this to you. She brings out your plate and then two other identical plates. So now you've got three times the amount of food that you order. Okay, so you've got all this food and you're sitting there at the table and you're like, what on earth am I going to do? Now, I'm a guy that likes to eat. A lot of you know that. Okay, so, um, so I would sit down. I would easily take care of one plate, no question. And then I'd probably eat about half of the second plate. And then I would look at what's left and just be like, oh, I can't do it. Like, I'm too full. I can't do it. So then at that point, if you're in my shoes, you'd probably do one of two things. Okay, one, you would just say, you know what, forget it, I'm done. You would leave it on the table, drop a tip and say, deuces, I'm out. Speaking of deuce, anyways, whatever. Okay, so, so you're done with Waffle House, okay? And um, yeah, yeah, some of you are getting that. So uh, that's the post Waffle House kind of deal. Anyways, it's okay. Hey, we're all family. So, um, 
So like, you know, you get to the end and you're just like, well, forget it. I'm done. And you leave it on the table. In other words, you waste it. Now, there's some of you that are like, no, 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 Steve. No, I would get a to-go box. Okay. And I would put my Waffle House leftovers in my to-go box and then I'd bring it home. Okay. Um, really? Come on. Are you going to eat some Waffle House leftovers? <laughs> like, like, like you barely eat Waffle House. It's like Waffle House. Here's the thing about Waffle House, okay? Um, the time it takes to get from the grill to your table is directly proportional to how, like, you will actually eat it. That's why you see the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? Because if it's not fresh, you're not going to eat it, okay? So chances are, even if you had that leftovers, it would probably get wasted anyway because the more you have, the more you waste. This is also why sometimes you hear these stories of these like millionaires and billionaires and they have all this money and then you hear about the ludicrous things they're doing with their money. And you're like, are you sick? Like if I had that money, there's no way I would like, like you, they're just throwing it away. They're wasting it. In fact, I heard a story recently about a guy who bought a, and this is true, a $16 million phone, $16 million phone. Okay, this phone had like gold on it. It had diamonds on it. He bought a $15 million phone. And here's the best part. This is what makes me laugh. It was a 15 or a $16 million iPhone 5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, hey, buddy, glad you enjoyed that. Do you know the iPhone 6 is now out? You know, it's like, good luck, buddy. Right. And so he's probably feeling pretty bad. But the reason that he wasted all of that money is because because the more you have, the more you waste. And this is not only true of food and it's not only true of money, this is true for time as well. And so you and I run the risk of having all this time over the summer, getting to the end of the summer and having the exact same feeling that I had when I got to the end of the game. Where you have that feeling and it's the sinking feeling and it's the feeling of regret and you had all these plans and all these ideas of what you wanted to do this summer and then you look back and you think, I wasted it. Like, like I had a chance and there was all this time, but I wasted it. And so here's, here's the question that I want to go after tonight. And we're going to go after this for about 10 or 15 minutes and then we're done. This is the question. How can I get the most out of my minutes? Right, because you and I have the same number of minutes, same number of hours, same number of seconds. How can I get the most out of my minutes? In other words, how can I get to the end of the summer and instead of having that sinking feeling of, oh my gosh, I wasted it and if only I'd have done this. What would it look like for you to get to the end of the summer and have more joy? For you to get to the end of the summer and be happy with the decisions that you made. For you to get, uh, to, get to the end of the summer and think that was so good. In fact, that summer was life-changing for me. And this is the question that a guy named the Apostle Paul actually answered. Because his church was struggling with the same thing. So I want to look at a letter that he specifically wrote to his church that he cared about. This is in uh, Ephesians chapter 5. So do this. Grab your Bibles. They're going to be like right under your chair or the chair in front of you. We're going to look at Ephesians chapter 5 starting in verse 15. This is actually on page 1176. Page 1176. And again, Paul had just finished writing about how much God loved us, how much he cares about us, the, the great lengths he went through to show us how much he cares. And then he knew that you and I would struggle. You and I would struggle with having all this time and, and having a tendency, the more you have, the more you waste, having a tendency to waste time. And that's why Paul starts things off by saying this. He says this, so be very careful then how you live. In other words, Paul's saying, look, you gotta watch out because if you're not careful, you got all this time, and if you're not careful, you're going to waste it because the more you have, the more you waste, and time is this thing that you either use it or you lose it, so you got to be careful. 
as you're entering into this next season, as you're entering into summer, you got to be careful how you live. And then he goes on, not as unwise, but as wise. And he says this, making the most of every opportunity. And this is like laying the groundworks for what we're talking about, right? I mean, that's what we want. Right? We have limited number of time, um, limited number of hours, seconds. We want to make the most of every single opportunity. And that's the same thing that Paul is writing about. And then he says something kind of strange. And if you're like new to church or maybe you're trying to figure out what this whole church thing is about, um, this, this might, uh, might, uh, might kind of weird you out a little bit. But he says this. He says, making, oh, go back, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Now, for some of you, when you read that, you know, the days are evil, you're like, that, that sounds like, like, like walking dead or something. You know, it's like the days are evil and there's zombies. And that's not what Paul is saying. Paul is not talking about zombies, not talking about walkers. What he's saying is something that you and I experience. In fact, you and I experience this at the end of every single summer, right? We experience the tension of the days are evil. And here's how I know. Because all of you are going to get to the end of summer and you've done it every year. You get to the end of summer and you just say, well, summer just wasn't long enough. You know, it's like, I, well, if only we had more time, like if only there were more days, if only we could have fit more in, you know, summer just wasn't long enough. Like, are you sure June came around? I don't really remember June. Like, are you sure that happened? Like you start thinking the days are evil. Like the days are against me. Like I thought I had all this time. But again, again, what he's saying is you got to make the most of every opportunity because we have a tendency to think that these days are against us because of the limited time that we have. And then he launches into what the answer actually is. He says this. He says, so therefore, in light of all that, in light of the fact that it's so easy to waste time, in light of the fact that you have a limited number of days and hours and minutes, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. And this, this is, this is like the biggest thing that he's saying right here. I'm telling you, this is like the number one thing I hope, hope you're able to get. Because here's what he's not saying. What he's not saying is, so you got to make sure that you read like seven hours of scripture every day and you got to make sure that you're doing like, you know, all these things. What, what he's actually saying right here is you need to know that God actually cares about your time. In other words, you need to know you are not the only one that has plans for the summer. You are not the only one that has an idea about what is going to happen this summer. In other words, the best thing you can do, the very best thing you can do is understand what God wants to happen this summer. Because believe it or not, God actually has a plan for you. God has a plan for this summer. All of those days, all of those hours, all those minutes, God has a plan. He has an idea because God actually cares about your time. And we can fall into the trap of thinking God only cares about our time because he's trying to, you know, block us in. But I, man, I'm telling you, you got to get this. God cares about your time. God cares about your time because God cares about your life. This isn't something where he's trying to control your time. He's not trying to make you feel bad or box you in. The reason, the reason that he cares about your time is because he cares about your life. In other words, your life doesn't just matter to you, it actually matters to God too. And the way I know that is because God sent Jesus to die for you. And God would not send his only son to die for you if he didn't care about you. I mean, this is evidence that God actually loves you, that he actually cares about you, that he really, really, really cares about your time. Because I'm telling you, he cares 
about you. And I think as I was, as I was praying and processing and trying to like figure out, man, what did, what did God want to say to you tonight? The thing that I feel like, I feel like he wants to whisper a question to you. It's the same question that he's whispering to me. And so what if, what if for you, God was actually whispering this question? What if everything changed this summer? Like what if this was the summer that everything changed? What if, what if instead of, you know, like you got this like tough relationship with your best friend or maybe you got this group of friends and they're kind of ignoring you or maybe you've got issues with your parents or maybe it's just like you dealing with you and you don't like yourself and you don't like who you've become. But what if, what if this summer everything changed? Because see, I think with 80 days, God could change your life. I think God could do more in you and through you than you would ever imagine. Because I know that God has plans for you. And what if, what if this was the summer that God actually changed your life? And see, this is why we exist. This is why H12 is around. In fact, this is why we're having H12 all summer long. It's not just to fill your schedule. It's because we know you don't have tests, you don't have homework, you don't have other stuff going on. And we, we are dreaming with you and we're thinking, what if this was the summer where everything changed? What if that friendship changed? What if your relationship with your parents changed? What if your view of yourself actually changed this summer? And so that's why we do what we do. In fact, that's the reason. That's the reason that we're having this thing next week called our summer kickoff. Right, we've talked about this before, our summer kickoff. It's gonna be awesome. Everything that we're doing in here, you know, or normally doing here, we're gonna do out there. We're gonna have all sorts of like games and music and teaching and all that stuff outside. In fact, it's even like better than we've talked about. We're gonna have uh, Rita's Ice, like we mentioned before, for every single person that comes for free. You just come by, you pick it up. It's awesome, it's gonna be amazing. Uh, we're gonna have a bunch of other like uh, games, like outdoor, you know, like water, like summer fun games. And then we're actually gonna have some giveaways as well. Well, in fact, this is one of the giveaways that we're, that we're uh, doing. It's called our uh, Summer Break Starter Kick, okay? And so you could actually win this thing. What, uh, what, what you could win is a, an American flag because there's nothing that says summer like patriotism, okay? So you could have an American flag uh, tank top American flag, sunglasses. This is the actual picture. That's not me, by the way. I mean, it looks like me, but it's not. Okay, so um, so anyways, uh, you could win both those things and some free Starbucks as well. All of that stuff together in a kit for you. It's going to be incredible. You have a chance to win that, and your friends have a chance to win that when you invite them. I'm telling you, it's going to be easier than ever for you to invite your friends and for you to be a part of what God is doing this summer, and that's why we're kicking things off with a bang. One reason is because we just want to have fun and we think H12 is all about, man, just having fun and being together and doing that stuff. And so we want to set that tone by having a summer kickoff. But the other reason we're doing our summer kickoff is because we want to make it as easy as possible, not only for you to come, but for you to invite your friends. Because next week we're doing something incredible. Next week at the end of the night, we're giving your friends a chance to respond to Jesus. We're going to be talking about how much God loves them how much God loves you and how he sent Jesus to die for you. And they are going to have a unique opportunity to say yes to Jesus. In fact, maybe for them, this is like the start of their spiritual journey. And maybe it's like three or four months down the road that they're getting baptized too. And maybe it all starts at the summer kickoff. 
In fact, there's some of you in the room that you've never made that decision, and maybe next week is the time that you make that decision. See, we think God is gonna use this summer to change your life. And that's why we're doing this. And it doesn't end there, right? So we have our summer kickoff. That's kind of the last thing we're doing in May. And then we have this calendar. And a lot of you got this. It was on your, on your seat when you walked in. We're doing a series in June called Camouflage, uh, which is fun. Some of you already have Camouflage, so you're ready for it. Others of you are like, I need to go to Goodwill, okay? So we're doing a series called Camouflage. And let me just kind of warn you, it's not just about big like, you know, trucks and mudding and country music, okay? It's kind of about that. But really what it's about is there's things that Jesus said we need to keep secret. Some of you think that Jesus was all about like transparency and he totally was. Um, but there are things that Jesus actually said we need to keep secret. In fact, there are things he said you should really keep that hidden. And those things that you keep hidden, if you keep them hidden, could actually change your life. And that's why we're doing a whole series on camouflage every single week in the month of June. And then we're doing something pretty fun. Uh, June 8th, we're doing this thing called Meet Me at the Park. And we're actually going to go to Swanee Town Center Park. We're going to all get together. I saw a lot of you with your Ultimate Frisbee skills. Bring them because we're going to be playing some Ultimate Frisbee. We're going to have the footballs out there. We're going to have the cornhole boards out there. It's going to be a random like Monday night. And we're just going to go hang out together, play games, chill out. I'm telling you, it's going to be fun. It's going to be incredible. We want you to come. We want your friends to come. And then a few days after that so that's a Monday and then a few days after that obviously we're going to have the normal H12 service and then uh, on June 17th that's a normal Wednesday night we're going to do this thing called camo day because we can't have a series about camouflage and not wear camouflage okay so you're going to get to bring in your camo and the person that's you know best dressed gets to win a prize and all that good stuff okay so that's what we're doing in June we're doing the series called camouflage and then in July we're doing a series called red it has nothing to do with Taylor Swift, okay? So I want to help you out there. I know, I'm sorry. Uh, and so nothing to do with Taylor Swift. We'll probably cover a Taylor Swift song because that's what we do here, okay? And so you'll probably hear it. Uh, but what it's actually about, it's about these phrases and these quotes, these stories that Jesus told. And we're actually picking our favorite stories that Jesus told and we're telling them to you because they've changed our life. And we think they could actually change your life too. We're doing this thing on July 3rd called the Duluth Festival and you'll hear more about that in the future. Then on July 7th, we're gonna have a bonfire together. We're gonna be like worshiping under the stars. It's gonna be incredible. It's gonna be awesome. That's July 7th. And then, and, and oh my gosh, this is the last thing on there and definitely not least, is NTS Camp, okay? NTS Camp, y'all, I'm telling you, this is, this is by far the best thing that we do all summer long. And here's what I want to say about NTS camp, okay? I, I uh, this will be my third year going to NTS camp. And every year, every year, God shows up and does something incredible. I'm telling you, incredible. In fact, I remember going the first year and I didn't really know what to expect, but I walked away saying that was like, and I'm a leader, right? And I was like, that was incredible. That was awesome. And I'm watching students' lives change in front of my eyes. And then the next year, I kind of felt bad because I was like, I don't like last year was so good. I don't know what God's going to do this year. And I'm telling you, he blew us away. Many of you were there last year. You know what I'm talking about. Like we, we had this like share square thing that we did and God was just like moving and there was like some just unbelievable, incredible stuff that came out last year. And we think that this year God's going to do something amazing. And so I'm telling you, if you haven't signed up for NTS camp, you got to do that. I'm, this could be life-changing for you. In fact, I, uh, there's all these stories that we could tell, but we only have time for two. So I want to read to you two stories of students whose lives were forever changed, in part because of what God did through NTS camp. And so this first one, um, 
starts off this way, which this might be some of you in the room. Maybe this is your story. Things were hard when I didn't have God in my life. I was so lost and so alone, and for some reason I still thought I would be okay without God. And then one of, one of my friends introduced me to her friends from 12 Stone. I started hanging out with my new group of friends more and more. I was, I was invited to come to 12 Stone. I didn't really believe in God. I wasn't sure about going, but I figured, you know, why not? Might as well go. The atmosphere of 12 Stone was so amazing and so welcoming. I began to feel God's presence again, and I began going to H12 every week, and I loved it. And then, then came NTS camp, and that completely changed my life. I never felt so free and so saved. I was able to open up about everything in my life, which is something I've never been able to do before. I formed a real spiritual relationship with God, and I finally felt like I was talking to God. I grew closer with my church, closer with God. I surrendered everything to him because I knew that he had a plan. He had a plan. I knew that I was perfectly and wonderfully made in his image, so I didn't have to fear the unknown. I knew that as long as I walked by faith and walked with God, I was going to be okay. For the first time in my life, I was going to be okay. And this is the story of a student who realized that God had a plan for her and for her summer. And it was at NTS camp that God actually changed her. And this is, this is going to be the last one. Um, and the start of last year, I was at an all-time low. Uh, I was obsessed with what others thought about me, having friends, boys, boyfriends, worldly things. I was so broken and lost. I hated my life. And as the year went on, I got worse and worse. One day I realized I needed to get my relationship with Jesus back. I started going to church more and actually take home what I learned. And in May, one of my really awesome friends invited me to NTS camp. I was so excited she invited me and I was so excited to go. Once school got out, I had an intimate relationship with Jesus, but I never spent time with him. And so as the summer went on, I started, and, and these are her words, I started to waste my time on my phone. I would sit on my phone for hours on end watching Vines, YouTube, Instagram. And towards the middle of the summer, I felt like I was spiritually dead. I lived my life for myself. I didn't care about anything that, was, that wasn't about me, um, about you know, Vine, social media, or my friends. I was consumed with the world. And it was about a week before NTS camp that I realized I did not want to go to this camp at all. I didn't want to go because I was ashamed of who I was and ashamed that my relationship with the Lord was no longer in existence. Lucky for me, once I arrived at camp, all of that changed. About after one service at NTS camp, all I wanted was Jesus. I knew that he still loved me, but I struggled with why. One night at NTS during worship, I was in tears. So many thoughts raced through my, heads, uh, uh, through my head. The main one that really stuck out to me was this. I am so unworthy of God's love, but he has chosen to love me because of his grace. My sinful and selfish self was loved by the creator of all things. This wrecked me. I decided that from that point on, I was going to give my every breath of life for Jesus. And in that moment, all my worries, obsessions, wants, cares, and regrets were surrendered to Jesus. And this is what God could do, not only at NTS camp, but also this summer. And so, just kind of in summary, this is, this is what 
as, as, as we're asking God, God, what is your will? God, what do you want from me? What do you want to do this summer? Here's kind of the three things I think God is calling us to do. The first one is that you're here every week. And I know there's vacations and there's times that you can't be here. But what if, what if you made a commitment to be here every week? And what if as we're going through these series, your life begins to change because of what happens here every single week? The next one is that we hang out together. And see, this one actually matters a lot. That's why we're doing stuff like the bonfire. That's why we're going to the park. Because it's important that we're not just here worshiping, but that we're here together with one another. In fact, like, just kind of dream with me. What would it look like for you to gather up your, like, four or five closest friends? What if you just did a Bible study on your own every week? Like, no one's stopping you. And you've got time. What if when I went to the, you know, Starbucks right there off of old peach tree what if when i walked in there were five of you together sitting down over coffee talking about what god was doing in your life what if that's what your life looked like this summer hanging out together with one another and then the last one is nts camp what if tonight you go home and you say mom and dad i know that school's getting ready to end and and i still got finals to study for i know but i really want to go to nts camp And maybe you tell them why. Maybe you say, because I want God to change my life. Maybe you're not comfortable with that. Maybe you say, I just want to go. But what if God began changing your life this summer? And then I actually have one more, and this is kind of extra credit. So some of you have already exempted your finals. You're like an extra credit kind of person. So if that's you and you're like, give me, like, what else? Like, I want to do more this summer. I want God to do something. Then here's the last one I would say is reading scripture every day. It doesn't have to be like 30 minutes of scripture every day. You don't have to read a whole book of the Bible every day. What if you just read a few verses every day? What if you read through the book of Ephesians? Just a few verses, maybe a chapter a day. We've encouraged you before to read through the book of Luke. What if now is the time that you actually do that because you have time? What if you read scripture every day? And here's the question. Here's the thing that I, that I can't get out of my head. Here's the question that God may be whispering to you. What if, what if this summer, what if this summer everything changed? What if this was the summer that God began to actually change your life and all the things you've been hoping for, God started to do this summer? See, because we know God has plans for you. Because he loves you and he cares about you. And if you're not careful, we're going to waste time. So what if this was the summer that everything changed? Let me pray for you. God, I, uh, I know that your plans for these students are uh, better than their plans. They're better than my plans. I know that you have an idea of what you want to do in the lives of these students that would give them the peace that they're looking for, the hope that they're looking for. Maybe there are some friendships they're looking for. Maybe there's just, there's just the, like their feeling about themselves that you want to begin changing. And what if this summer you started to do that? God, I pray that it would happen in this room. That students would begin to recognize how good you are. God, thank you for loving us. Thank you for proving to us that you care more about us than anyone else. Because you sent Jesus to show us 
once and for all that you actually do care. So we thank you. And God, now we want to sing to you because you are good. Would you change our lives this summer? We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.